Hey there, I'm Lauren Hicks, pastor of Pacific Christian Center in Santa Maria, California. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast. It's my prayer that this message strengthens your faith and draws you closer to God. Now enjoy today's message. In Acts 2, when God sent his Holy Spirit down to Peter and the other believers, they were able to preach the gospel to over 3,000 others in the upper room. I don't know if you kind of remember that story. But through them, God started something new. For one, he sent his spirit down, which was new. And two, he started his church. Like from there was the birth of the church. And for our graduates today, there's a, there's a new thing happening in your life. Whether you move away for school, whether you're staying local, or maybe you're, you're starting full-time work, life is going to be changing for you a little bit. My encouragement for you is that the same God that empowered the disciples over 2,000 years ago to run with this new season of life is the same God that is with you today. And it's going to be the same God that's going to be with you as you make decisions. And I want to say if we allow ourselves to not be overwhelmed and worry about the future, although it is difficult, but instead fix our eyes on Jesus and trust that he will provide for you, that you will experience the life change that he has for you, the blessings, the growth, and everything that God has in store for you, all that is available to you if you fix and focus your eyes towards him. And it's a big thing, but I don't know if anybody else needs to hear that this morning. But God is the God of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. If he's done it for you once, man, let me tell you, he's going to do it for you again. Just because it's 2022 does not mean that God isn't working anymore. He's still here. We just have to take those uncomfortable steps forward to choose to be in his presence. That's good. Yeah, we can clap. That's, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Um, but thank you. We'll see you next week. Have a good... No, I'm kidding. Sorry. <laughs> Guys, I'm full of jokes today, okay? So bear with me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I guess it's something with the youth pastors. They're usually goofy, I guess. Um, and I'm embracing it today. Um, but uh, I've already spent a little bit too much time joking around. So seniors, those of you in this room that I can see right now, high, our high school graduates, just know I love you. I care about you. I appreciate you. And not only myself, but this family here is here for you, whatever you need. Just know that. Know that today. Um, if you are taking notes, which I encourage, I always encourage my youth students to take notes, um, please do. It's not so I feel better. These notes are for you, for you to write down any encouragement, any challenges, challenging things that you hear that will help you later today, next week, next month, next season of your life. But I encourage you to take notes. So go ahead, pull those journals out. Uh, maybe your phone, if you have an iPhone, if you have an Android Okay, um, if you ha- just kidding, I love you if you have an Android. Uh, but please, please, please don't be on Facebook. And for our Gen Z, don't be on TikTok, please. Okay, let's just take notes because I believe today God has something in store for each and every one of us. So please don't tune out. Let's go ahead and, and take some notes. So the title, the title of my message, uh, well, God's message through me today is From Proximity to presence. Can everybody say with me? One, two, three. From proximity to presence. From proximity to presence. Um, 
We'll be going through the scripture, as it says right there on the screen, Matthew, the book of Matthew, chapter 14, verses 22 to 33. Before we get into scripture, as I was thinking and praying about this Sunday, uh, I thought of the idea, proximity and presence, two similar sounding words, but two different meanings. An example of proximity is how all of us right here are always in the proximity of whoever's on stage. It could be the the guest speaker, Pastor Lauren, uh, it could be the worship team, but all of us in this room are in proximity of whoever's on stage. Some of us are in the front, some of us are in the back, some of us are up top, but we're all in proximity to whoever's up here. An example of presence is if Pastor Lauren was next to me and we were in conversation. Because for one, he's close to me, and for two, we're engaged with one another. We're in conversation. We're listening to each other. We're talking to each other. Sometimes, you know, we've never argued, but sometimes, you know, if, if, if presence means that, then we're, but we're engaged with one another. This idea from proximity to presence is not only a physical behavior, but I believe it's a spiritual discipline that a lot of us can struggle with. Because sometimes within our lives, situations, difficult seasons, bad news, comfortability, all that can keep us in proximity of God instead of his presence. When we get stuck of just being okay in the proximity of God, we don't allow him to truly work in our lives. We don't allow him to truly work in our lives. Being in the presence of God is where we see him change us, make new things happen. But let me tell you, it's, it's not easy. It's a spiritual discipline, meaning we have, to, we have to practice it. And sometimes it's hard when we've never practiced it. And so we're going to look in scripture today, and I encourage and challenge you to not stay in this, in this proximity, but enter into his presence so that we can receive all that he has for us. And so we're going to go in scripture right now. It will be on the screen to follow along. And it's in the book of Matthew, like I said, chapter 14, verses 22 to 23. Now we're going to go ahead and read it. So here we go. Are we ready? Good? Awesome. Immediately after this, uh, Jesus insisted that his disciples, his, his 12 best friends back in the day, get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. After sending them home, he went up into the hills to himself, by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land. For a strong wind, for a strong wind had, probably should have read from my Bible, huh? Excuse me. There you go. A strong wind had risen. And they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water, When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. Take note of this. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. If you're taking notes, underline that, highlight that. The disciples were terrified. As we continue on, in their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. We'll talk about them a little bit. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid. He said, take courage. I am here. I am here. Then we continue on. Then then Peter, take note, not the disciples, then Peter. Peter called to him. 
Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over to the side of the boat, walked on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Remember, this is Peter, singular, one guy, Peter. Jesus immediately, immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then take note of this. You can highlight it, right, uh, highlight it underline it. Come to the end of the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him. Okay, take note of that. Then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the son of God, they exclaimed. Now for some context, uh, this story is a kind of a recollection of Jesus' life over 2,000 years ago. For some of us who don't know this story or this uh, book in the Bible, he started his ministry. He was traveling from area to area, teaching, preaching, and changing lives. Now let me, let me set the stage for this story, okay? The disciples, all of those guys on the boat, they just experienced Jesus perform a miracle of feeding over 5,000 people with only a few pieces of bread and fish. If you go before that story we just read, it talks about that miracle that Jesus did. And the, the, the disciples were there. They witnessed Jesus perform a miracle. Then Jesus decides to spend some time in prayer because Jesus was a man of prayer. He loved being in the presence of his father. So he told the disciples, hey, wait for me on the boat. I need some time alone. I just performed this big miracle. I need to spend time with my father. So he spends time in prayer and tells them to go wait on the boat. Then a huge storm kicks up. And the disciples start going crazy, right? They start going crazy. Can we blame them, though? I mean, I don't know about you, but being on the boat is scary enough, right? Maybe a cruise, you're like chilling, you barely feel it. But back in the day, man, you're on a wooden little boat. <laughs> the wind starts kicking up. You see a storm coming. I mean, can we blame them for being terrified? Kind of scary, right? Kind of scary. I kind of understand. But here's why I want to preach off of this scripture. Because if you've heard this story, for some of us who have been in church for a while, usually this message is focused on Peter and what Peter did of him calling out to Jesus, stepping out in faith, walking on water, slowly falling into the water, and Jesus picking him up. A lot of times when, I hear, when I've heard this, it's always about Peter. But today I want to focus a little bit more on the disciples, on their behavior in this story. Because I believe that some of us can see ourselves in the disciples. See, they witnessed the power of Jesus performing miracles. They witnessed him feeding the 5,000. They know that Jesus is, is different, right? They know that he is something supernatural. Then they're in a situation where fear is all around them. Jesus comes to comfort them. But then we don't read any more about the disciples until the very end. When Jesus steps onto the boat, the storm is calmed. And then, and then they worship Jesus. See, I believe that the disciples were focused too much on their surroundings and were fearful, fearful of being in the presence of Jesus because of their surroundings. See, proximity, remember we kind of talked about that a little bit, proximity is different than presence. They weren't like Peter, 
They didn't choose to take those steps forward into Jesus' presence. They didn't choose that. I believe that they were compromising. It's better to be on this boat because it seems safer than walking to Jesus on the water, but yet it's the same Jesus that is supernatural, that we witness miracles, but it's safer on this little boat that's wobbly. It's safer. It's safer. I promise it's safer. They're probably all telling each other. I, I mean, I don't doubt they're arguing with each other. Should we just go follow Peter? Should we do it? And I'm pretty sure some of them, I don't know. I'm not going to name the disciples, okay? I don't know. But maybe some of them were like, no, it's safer here. Jesus is on the water. And I would have said, Jesus just fed the 5,000 with just a couple loaves of bread and fish. What do you mean, right? Like, like it, it just doesn't make sense. But, but I believe disciples were focused too much on their surroundings. Too much on their surroundings. I believe that they were compromising because, to be honest, if we think about the disciples today and right now, we can sometimes see ourselves behaving like they did. And the first point that I want to kind of talk over and kind of encouragement for us today is don't compromise. Don't compromise. See, they were compromising being in the presence of Jesus because they thought being in the proximity of Jesus over here on the safe little boat, they thought being in the proximity of Jesus was safer, was better, was more comfortable. And if we're being honest, we can see ourselves in the same shoes as disciples. Sometimes we'd rather compromise being in the presence of Jesus for being okay just in his presence, in his proximity. Maybe you hear that and you're thinking, Rick, you crazy? You think I would, sacri- you think I would compromise being in the presence of Jesus? You don't know me. You don't know what I've been through. But hold on. Hold on. Let's, let's do some self-reflection today because I believe God wants to challenge us. For the disciples, it was safety on a boat. And like I said, <laughs> I don't blame them. Like I, I can only imagine how intense the storm was for them to be going crazy. For us, for me. It's easy to feel lost and confused and scared when difficult situations come into our life. Some examples that some of us, myself, have gone through. When you get bad news from the doctor that you weren't expecting, it's easy to doubt God's plan for your life. When you're dealing with family issues that have not been resolved, but you've done your part, it's easy to be angry with God about not seeing him do his part. When there's so much noise around you, the news, friends, your job, it's easy to not run to God for peace because you're just trying to get over what's right in front of you. When you've been doing the church thing for a while, it's easy to be comfortable with just showing up on Sundays and only practicing your faith for one hour a week. Let me tell you, I'm not calling you guys out only. When I was thinking of this message, God was speaking to me. And he was convicting me. Would we, be, would we choose being okay with being in the proximity of Jesus instead of his presence? 
when we deal with the struggles of life, whether intentionally or unintentionally, sometimes we do. Sometimes we compromise. My encouragement to you today is don't compromise. Choosing to be in the presence of Jesus, let me tell you, it's, sometimes it's difficult. Let's be honest, it's, it's difficult. If, if anything, my students know this about me. I do my best to be transparent and genuine with them. And I want to do the same thing with you today. As we go through difficult seasons of life, it's difficult. It's difficult to choose to be in his presence because there are so many things pulling at us. So many things wanting to grab our attention, to grab our energy, to grab our time. It's also difficult when we're not disciplined and we haven't practiced taking those steps towards his presence. Like I said with the disciples, I understand what they were going through that led them to behaving the way they did. And I understand us, I even understand myself when we act according to our surroundings. But I want to say this, we can't let our surroundings decide our decisions. We can't let our surroundings decide our decisions. In youth group, uh, I, I try to create sermon illustrations, right, as, as best I can to explain to our junior hires and high, schools, uh, high schoolers a point or the point of a message. I'm not that creative, okay? I don't do it very often, but I try. But I wanted to create uh, an example that we can see today. So I'm going to need a volunteer. I already talked with Moses Jr. Uh, he's one of my students. He's our executive pastor's son. So Moses, come on up real quick. Ever give a round of, round of applause for Moses real quick? So this idea of proximity and presence, and I talked a little bit about, you know, noise, things pulling at us. I want to show you an example. So Moses, I'm going to have you go to the very back, but face me. Okay, go to the very back and face me. So again, I'm going to need your participation. Okay, it's not something crazy or anything, but I'm going to, I need to tell Moses something that's going to help him. Okay. He is back there. I'm right here. He could probably hear me if I yell it, right? But what if, what if there's things in his surrounding? What if there's noise that's pulling his attention? So I'm going to need everybody, and yes, I mean everybody, to start talking, not yet, start talking loudly. Talk about your day. Talk about your plans for, the, for t- later today. Maybe you're going to the rodeo. Talk about uh, maybe your plans for next week, what you had for breakfast, what you want to have for lunch. Just talk loudly, okay? Talk to the person next to you. If you're alone, talk to yourself. Find a partner. I don't know. But just <laughs> talk loudly. And as you're talking, I'm going to try and tell Moses, and he's going to have to try and listen. So I'm trying to tell him, okay? So here we go. Start talking in three, two, one. Go ahead. Okay, thank you. Thank you. That was good. That was good. Hey, yeah, that was good. Oh, my gosh. Good job, guys. Okay. Moses, yell out yes or no. Could you hear me? No. Guys, I was, you saw me. I was yelling. Okay. Uh, come, come to the middle. Come to the middle right here. Come to the middle. Take some, take some steps of faith, but not too many steps. He wants to be comfortable, okay? 
So take, okay, good, good. Okay, one more time. One more time. Ready? Start talking in three, two, one. Go ahead. Okay, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Not going to lie, guys. All I can hear is my sister. Okay, but that's okay. <laughs> I love her. I love her. Um, she's also single. Wink, wink. Okay, so here we go. Moses, could you hear me? No. Okay, you know what? Take some uncomfortable steps and come to the front. Come like right here. Okay, come like right here. Right here. Take a step of faith. You're in front of a lot of people. It's embarrassing for you. Just kidding. He likes the limelight a little bit. Okay, right here. Okay. As I'm talking to you, I need everybody to, to, again, be loud and talk. Okay? Three, two, one, go. Go ahead. Okay, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay. Now, could you hear me back there? Could you hear me in the middle? Why was that? You weren't close enough. And there's a lot of people talking, right? Were you trying to listen to some conversations? A little bit? Yeah, I know. I, I would too. What did I have to tell you? Rich said that my shoes are untied. And are they untied? They are not. <laughs> they are not. Yes, but you couldn't hear me until you chose to take some steps and engage in conversation with me, right? That's good. Thank you. Everyone give a round of applause to Moses. Thank you. Thank you. See, Moses, like we talked about, Moses was in my proximity. Hey, he showed up to church, right? He showed up to church. Maybe, maybe he was sitting in the back, but he showed up, which was good. He was in Jesus' proximity. He was in his proximity. They could see, Moses could see me. Moses could see me. He could see me. He could see that I was talking. He didn't run away. Probably wanted to. But he couldn't hear what I was trying to tell him. He couldn't hear what I was trying to tell him. Not only were they far away, was Moses far away, but there was so much talking, so much noise surrounding him, that even when he decided to try and be in my presence, he still couldn't hear me. It wasn't until he took those steps forward, he looked ahead, And when he finally got in the presence of me, he could understand what I was saying. He could understand what I was saying. Don't compromise. Don't compromise. Don't compromise being in the presence of Jesus for just being in the proximity of him. Don't let your fears, don't let your anger, don't let your worry, your doubts, your comfortability keep you from experiencing everything that Jesus has for you. That's good. Yeah. Now, one thing with my youth students, I always try to tell them, it's good you're hearing the message, but you got to apply it. That's where, again, the spiritual discipline comes in play. And it's good that you're here, but you got to apply it. I always tell my students, my, every time I pray and every time I, I, I speak to them, my prayer is that they leave this building different than when they first came in. 
So here comes the application. And I encourage and challenge us to not, not apply it next week, next month, or after lunch, or you know, after the rodeo. I'll, I'll do after the rodeo for sure. But today, this morning, application. My last point is look ahead. Look ahead. See, the disciples in the scripture that we read earlier chose to be in the proximity of Jesus. But there was one disciple that didn't want to compromise, didn't want to just settle. Peter. Peter. See, Peter knew, a a little background about Peter. Peter knew and respected the dangers of the waters. And it was natural for him because before he started following Jesus, he was a fisherman. So he completely understood the fear, the worry, the anxiety of when you're on the boat and you see a storm coming. When you feel the waves rocking a little bit rockier. He understood and respected nature in that way. He knew that storms could cause a boat to capsize and knew that if it got crazy enough, there would be casualties. Peter knew that. Peter was experienced on the water as a fisherman. But he also knew being in the presence of Jesus, even if it sounded uncomfortable, even if he was still worrying and doubting, it was better than being on the boat because he has seen the power of Jesus before. He knew the life change that Jesus had. He knew that Jesus was the savior. He knew that with Jesus, he'd be safe because he's seen him do miracles before. So in his mind, he connected. If he's done it before, like the song we sang, he's gonna do it again. He's gonna do it again. See, I believe this is what we need to learn today as a simple application. Look ahead. Look ahead. I don't know what everyone here is going through, but I do know that there are situations, struggles, sin, that they're all trying to pull your attention away, trying to get you to lose focus. Trying to get you to lose focus. Let's be honest, there's a lot. (laughs) There's a lot out there that just wants your energy, your time. But look ahead. If I could have Moses or Joel come up. For me, kind of talking about this story, I, I let me tell you when, and I'm pretty sure Pastor Lauren would tell you also, and Pastor Linda and Pastor Moses and Pastor Phil, we have a lot of pastors. Uh, I'm, I'm most positive when, when the Lord gives us a word to preach and teach, man, sometimes it's conviction for ourselves. Sometimes the message isn't just for you, it's for ourselves also. For me, there was a time that I was choosing to act more like the disciples than Peter. I remember for me, uh, at a young age, I had my, my grandma who's not with us anymore, but she, uh, one of those old school Hispanic prayer warriors, uh, she prayed over me so many times I would be a pastor. And at a young age, I, I had a feeling of church that I wanted, that, that, you know, there was something different. Like I loved being at church, but there was something like more. But I was fearful because I've seen my grandfather, I've seen other pastors growing up 
that were always struggling with finances. And I was fearful because I wanted financial stability in my life. I was worried about the thoughts of others because I wasn't, I wasn't who I am today a couple years ago. High school and junior high, I was a different kind of person. Got saved and I'm different now, but I was fearful about what others would think of me because they know my story, they know what I've done. And then when I moved here, I still didn't pick up my calling because I went to a church previous from here and I experienced a lot of church hurt. So I was, I was like, man, if, if, I've, if I'm worried about this, I've gotten hurt by this, why am I gonna still <laughs> go to this? And at the time, when I first moved here, after all that, I was working retail, I was going to Hancock, I was still coming to church, we were attending a different church here, but my faith was on Sundays. Proximity. My faith was on Sundays. I thought I was doing good, I had a full-time job, I was going to school, I was making new friends, I was saving money, but then I found myself struggling in a cycle that I've been before. Some mental health issues, missing with the wrong friends again. And running to God wasn't my first instinct because I was scared of what God was going to call me out for. I was scared of how he was gonna change my life. I was ultimately scared how he was gonna call me to get out of my comfort zone. So I kept going how I was going because I was compromising. I was compromising. And to be honest, when when my parents decided, hey, Rick, there's a church on Santa Maria Way. Let's go check it out in 2017. I'll be honest, I didn't want to come with them because I was comfortable going to this other church that didn't know who I was. I was able to slip out right after service. I didn't want to come join my parents here in 2017. But fine, I was like, you know what? I'm struggling now. What's the worst that can happen, right? I'm already at my low. Let's go. Let's go for it. I attended here. I, I came that first Sunday. But that's when I started taking steps towards Jesus' presence. And I'll be honest, completely honest, only because he's in here, but Pastor Rick Bloom, you were speaking that Sunday. It was an amazing message. But I'll be honest, my life wasn't changed during that message. It was great. I wasn't in the right mindset. But my life wasn't changed that service. But when I started taking those steps of just following my parents, God strategically placed people in my life that I could experience Jesus' presence through them. The previous youth pastor, my old mentor, one of my best friends even now, who's probably watching, Charlie. Charlie. I met him that first Sunday. And from there, we, it, we just became friends, invited me to check out the youth group, young adults, I knew I had a background in church. And I was like, fine, again, I hit bottom already. <laughs> What's left? Let's go for it. And I went and I went. And God, I know God strategically, strategically put Charlie in my life. Because fast forward, fast forward, and by me choosing to not compromise anymore, and instead look forward, regain my focus, canceling out the noise, 
I'm, I'm here as the youth pastor of Pacific Christian Center. <laughs> and it's crazy to think about that. It is. Sometimes I, I get teary-eyed when I think about it, just how far God has brought me. But listen, my life didn't change dramatically in one week. These past five years, I've still struggled. I've still struggled. Difficult seasons have still been in my life. And I'll be honest, even today, even up to today, there's still difficult seasons coming into my life. But the difference is that I've learned being in the presence of Jesus, nothing, nothing compares to that. Being in the presence of Jesus, nothing compares to that. Receiving everything he has for me, nothing is better than that. And I don't know what you're going through today, but I want to challenge and encourage you. Stop compromising. Stop compromising. Nothing is better than the presence of Jesus. And I get it. Fear, anxiety, worry, doubt, anger, being comfortable. I understand you. Those are valid reasons. But listen, the, the God we serve is much more than that. The God we serve, the God we serve is much more than that. It's much more than that. Don't compromise. Stop compromising. Whether you've been following Jesus for a long time, you're new to the faith, or maybe you haven't even made your decision yet, my encouragement to you is it's worth it. When we choose to not compromise, when we choose to look ahead, to do our best to get past the noise, to get past our situations, to get past what's in front of us and look what's above us, man, you're gonna experience everything Jesus has for you. And it might not be an instant, but let me tell you, the journey is worth it. The journey is worth it. If you're going to have every eye closed right now, I just want to pray over us, over this message, over what we've just heard. And real quick, if maybe you haven't taken that step towards faith yet, or maybe you've backslid and you're caught up in a cycle again, and you're realizing, man, I've been, I've been compromising. Man, I've, <laughs> I have not been looking forward. If that's you today, know that for one, Jesus loves you. He wants to remind you that his presence is sufficient. His presence is enough, will keep you satisfied. And know that we serve a God who, who breaks cycles, who breaks those chains that are around your life and sets you free. And so if that's maybe you today, I don't, nothing crazy, but if you just raise your hand, if you just raise your hand, it's okay, no one's looking. I just wanna pray over you and over us. God sees you, God sees you, he sees you, he sees you. He sees you. He sees you. 
if we just go to him in prayer today as a last encouragement and challenge. God, we thank you for today. God, we thank you for this message that you have spoken through me. God, I thank you that, God, you're the God of forgiveness. God, even when we messed up, you still offer your open arms to us. God, I pray that as before we leave today, God, that may we just take that step, those uncomfortable steps, God, those fearful steps, God. I pray that you challenge us to take those steps towards you, that we don't compromise anymore, Lord, what the enemy has for us. We don't compromise what the world has for us anymore, God. Because all that's gonna do is just leave us empty, leave us lonely, leave us wanting more. But I pray that you just give us the strength to seek you, to not be like the disciples, but to be like Peter. And even it seems scary, it seems crazy, the steps that we need to take towards you, God, but I pray that you just give us peace and you comfort us, God, so that we can experience everything that you have for us. Pray may we leave here different than when we first came. God, we thank you. God, we love you. And in Jesus' name, we pray this, amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Pastor Lauren, come on. Once again, thank you for joining us for today's podcast. Special thanks to those of you who give so generously to make this ministry possible. If God has put it on your heart to give, please visit our website at pacificchristian.net. And if you enjoyed today's message, please consider subscribing, sharing with your friends on social media, and giving us a rating in iTunes. This will enable us to expand our reach and share the message of Christ with more people. Until next time, God bless you.